Hey guys, this is Tommy with Tommy Nation Politics. How's everyone doing today? Free thinking, innovative, and totally open-minded. Tommy Nation Politics. to Haiti in June and uh, immediately set up a relationship with the security firm, CTU, um, all these acronyms I always, really say, but the I, I hate it. you know uh, why so they do that, CTU right? So you don't know who they are. So you don't know who they are. That's why they do that. Probably. Sorry. Probably. Uh, so it's a private Venezuelan security company based in Florida called CTU. So CTU assisted this doctor in recruiting people from Cuba, from uh, all, all sorts of countries, um, including two from the U.S. These were mercenaries to engage right. in this uh, assassination attempt. FBI and DHS officials will be making their way to Haiti as soon as possible and aid in the ongoing chaos on the heels of the assassination of Haiti's president, the White House announced today. This after a total of 17 men, including two U.S. nationals, were arrested in connection with the murder. ABC's Marcus Moore is in the capital city of Port-au-Prince for us. Tonight, the FBI and the Department of Homeland Security dispatching senior officials to Haiti to help investigate the brutal assassination of President Jovenel Moise, the country in utter turmoil, the Haitian government requesting American troops to help keep the peace. The government officials here declaring a state of siege. They urge people to stay in their homes and to remain calm. And that is what we have seen here. This is a moment of calm, but the concern is that this city, Port-au-Prince, and this country could descend into chaos at any moment. Tonight, many questions remain about who killed the president and why. Nearly two dozen people are now under arrest, two seen here dragged by police through an angry crowd. Officials parading suspects in front of the cameras along with a large cache of weapons. Two are American citizens, James Solage and Joseph Vincent. A Haitian judge leading the investigation says the Americans claim they were only acting as translators for the assassins. I asked acting Prime Minister Claude Joseph about their role. They have said that they were only uh, merely translators um, in the midst of this, this operation um, and that they were set up. Um, is that true? Only the investigation can tell. President Moise's uh, murder has left um, a power vacuum here in, uh, in Haiti. And a lot of people um, the, in the international community in the United States um, are watching and wondering who's in charge here now. Um, is, there, is there a power struggle going on right now? Who is in charge here in Haiti? I don't know if there is a power struggle. I'm not paying attention to whether or not there is a power struggle. I'm paying attention 
to uh, giving justice to President Jovenel Moyes, uh, his family, his uh, wife, uh, son and daughters. The people are in shock. The people, myself, myself, I'm in shock because no one would ever think that President Jovenel Moïse will be killed, tortured in his own house. 19 suspects are from Colombia. The head of the Colombian police says they traveled into Haiti in two teams through the Dominican Republic. He said they were recruited, but wouldn't say who recruited them and why. They wanted him. They wanted to remove him. They wanted him to step down. Now, the only name that they have released is this doctor, Dr. Stoon. But the BBC is reporting that after, in the aftermath, a bunch of these mercenaries fled in separate directions, which they do. And some of them went to the Taiwanese embassy in Port-au-Prince where they were either killed or apprehended. Um, so there's, there's more of them in custody, but the only one they've released the only name they've released is this doctor who lived in Florida. And we can understand what is going on. But let me let the investigation uh, tell the truth. Do you, do you believe um, there's any possibility that this crime that was committed here in Haiti was an inside job? Listen, those foreign mercenaries couldn't just come on their own and kill the president. How can you be sure that you have the right people? We do have the right people, and they, they are under investigation. They're talking now. So we are going to give justice. Byron. So uh, the plot thickens for the rest of these people. So who is this doctor, Carrie? Um, the doctor's name is... Christian Emmanuel Sanon, S-A-N-O-N. And he's the one being charged uh, for, this, for, for this assassination attempt? Or, for, or this assassination? It was an assassination. He's been arrested. Charges okay. have not been brought yet. They're, they're not sure what they're going to bring against him. But it, it is so developing that we don't even know for sure that this, this Sanon is a doctor or not. He just identified himself one time in a video on YouTube as a doctor. So we don't really? know anything about it. I mean, anything. so did so did so did so did Dr. Laura. Remember Dr. Laura back in those old days? <laughs> Talk show radio yeah. doctor. Yeah. She, she was a trip. She was a trip. Yeah, yeah. Hey guys, this is Tommy with Tommy Nation Politics. Okay. This is quarantine for from the conventional wisdom. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go, you know the you know the thing. Hey guys, this is Tommy with Tommy Nation Politics. How's everyone doing today? Tommy Nation Politics. And I'm here with Carrie Barber. Today that heritage is under threat like never before. Who would have thought this could have happened? Even Bernie Sanders is saying, I never thought this could happen. He's mild by comparison. 
In a matter of mere months, Joe Biden has brought the country to the brink of ruin. Right here in Texas, we are the epicenter of a border and migration crisis unlike anything anyone has ever seen before in the history of our country. At the same time, they have totally obliterated your energy industry. I told you. Under my administration, we achieved a historic reduction in illegal immigration. Never happened before to that extent and not even close. We ended the horrible catch and release where we catch a criminal and release him into our country. We actually said, no, it's called stay in Mexico. It worked very well. We had the support of Mexico. Who else could do that? We have a great president of Mexico, a friend of mine. He's done a great job. We're on opposite sides of the spectrum, but we got along great, and he's been terrific, and I appreciate it. We stopped asylum fraud, and we struck critical agreements with other countries to stop illegal immigration. We called it, in fact, remain in Mexico. You don't come here, get released, and you never see these people again. They don't come back. They say, come back in three years for a court case. Only the really not smart ones, I want to be nice. Only the really not smart ones come back, which is about 1%. We reduce drugs pouring across our border by the highest percentage ever in the history of our country. It's not just people. Yeah. We shut down the migrant caravans. You haven't seen those caravans. Get ready because they're coming up right now. You've been watching them come through. In those caravans, you have some deadly people. We dealt a crippling blow to MS-13. We deported criminal aliens by the thousands and thousands and thousands, and we built almost 500 miles of border wall, the exact wall that the Border Patrol wanted. I thought we could use nice concrete plank, just knock it out. They said, sir, we want steel, concrete, and rebar. And it has to be wired, sir, so we can have all the drones that Democrats. Remember they wanted drones? I said, drones are not going to stop people. You remember the statement during the campaign? Two things, everything's obsolete, like two days after they come up with it nowadays, right? Computers, obsolete, everything obsolete, they get a better one. Two things, right? What are they? Wheels and walls. They never change. In a thousand years, you'll say wheels and walls. Walls work. Walls work. Just ask Nancy Pelosi. She has a nice wall around her house. Now the Biden administration has turned the border into the single greatest disaster in American history. And perhaps... In world history, nobody's ever seen a border like this. Other countries don't have a border like this. Illegal border crossings are up over 1,000% from last year. Think of this. Think of this. For the last three months in a row, more illegal alien miners have arrived than any other month in United States history. This is the major pipeline for MS-13. These are the worst gang members they say anywhere in the world. <laughs> they bring recruits to every state in our country. They run it like a business, but not with me. We were throwing them the hell out of here so fast. Ice, ice, ice. The great patriots.
Tough people, ICE. And they've been disrespected. We can't have them disrespected. Border Patrol. Brandon's here someplace, probably. So good. What a job. He's I've doing. sought to get this diva on my show for so long. I only I only settled for Andy Kennedy. But guys, this is uh, Carrie Barber from Hair of the Dog and uh, Progressive Warrior. So, what's up, Carrie? Yeah. Hi, thank you. And uh, let's not tell him anything. <laughs> It'll break his heart. Uh, <laughs> but just, I appreciate it. He's going to see it. Hey, speaking of heartbreaks, though, uh, are you are you invested in this uh, in this little thing with TYT and Jimmy Dore? It's literally getting me a lot not of views. Not at all. Um, I, getting me a lot of views, bro. It, it, literally. It, it, I can't. It, go ahead. You know I, I, I'm not a fan of the clickbaity stuff, which is probably why we don't get a whole lot of views. Because we're serious in education and so, um, you know, Andy and I talked about it, and he's not here, but um, my my complaint to Andy is like, I, I know where Jimmy's at. I know where his heart's at, and I know this anger, that you retaliation, and all, and I'm like, I wish he'd let it go, because we've got so many other more important things. Everybody can see TYT is going down in flames. We know why. Right. It's um, totally transparent. I, I feel like, you know what Jimmy go. needs, Carrie? I feel like, you know what Jimmy needs? He needs someone to meet him with the same amount of uh, fervor. You know how they always say, uh, Kyle Kalinske said he goes nuclear? Nobody ever meets him at that point, you know? So he, I, feel, I think he feels like everybody's doing nothing. He feels that helplessness that I feel, you know? When we have a, a, a neoliberal warmonger president, you know, that nothing's fundamentally changing and we don't have these policies. And like, you know, like I told Andy on the show, when he was there, he's like, you know, if we keep just thinking about this stuff and it doesn't happen, we're crazy. We're like, uh, you know, split. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I totally agree. And, you know, Andy is always, he's my better half, right? Because he's always saying, take the high road. But I'm the one who, who tends to go nuclear. And, um, yeah. It's the neo lives, right? I was having a conversation with a very nice lady whose kids happen to live in Phoenix. And we were talking about climate change. Now, I happen to live right in round zero of where climate change effects are happening right i've had a hurricane here in new mexico we yeah. have no internet and it's still awful here because of all of that and she, her i know she was trying to be nice but she said well we need to just hold on because then we'll have you know president harris and then uh president abrams and then maybe president aoc and i was like stop right there you don't have that kind of fucking time oh can i we already have a President Harris. Yes, please, cuss oh, away. Oh, that's true. Uh, we, okay. we already have a President Harris. Did you see the July 4th speech he, he made, Joe Biden made? I, I'm, I, I have a lot of issues, but like literally, that scares me. Like I laugh at him, I don't like him, but he is our president and that scares me. When he can't even get a six minute speech out, it scares me a lot. We had a test case with uh, President Bush, the younger Bush, where we had a kind of a puppet uh, representative as the president and then you know people behind the scenes who are actually making the decisions so this is not the first time it's happened they couldn't and get pete Buttigieg to do this they, they couldn't get pete Buttigieg to do this pete Buttigieg would have done it no no pete couldn't even win in his own state so oh, that's right and that's, that's true that's true you look at Kabbalah. yes you're right about that it's yeah. hilarious, right? These guys are losers yeah. in their own state. Even Elizabeth Warren. Well, who won? Who won? Who won? Uh, Massachusetts? Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah. Was it? Her? It wasn't her. It was not her. No, oh it, I, I want to say it was. 
Oh, and you know what? You put me on the spot. And I, I don't want to speak wrong, so I... I, I know, me too. I feel the same way, Carrie. I feel the same way. I'm just trying to remember things, you know? So, because, like, it's all coming back. It's all coming back sometime. Yeah. What'd you say? Yeah. Yeah, I want to see it was Bernie, but uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'll look it up Yeah, later. I know it wasn't Biden. I know yeah. it wasn't Elizabeth yeah, Warren. True. She was Pocahontas back oh, then. Oh, goodness. <laughs> so, um, it's so funny, guys. You know how I say history is repeating itself? Carrie, so like, you know, how this is going to repeat itself. And so is the feuds between uh, Jimmy Dore and, and TYT. Although Jimmy Dore is, he's, he's, he's right. Uh, Al Assad did not do the gas attacks. Either we did the gas attacks or our allies did. But Assad is not going to gas his own people when he's winning a war. That is not, that's bad strategy. It doesn't make any Even sense if, on its face. Right. And, and Aaron Mate said it best. Even if you don't believe Aaron Mate, who is a phenomenal journalist, he is pointing to the uh, UN and WHO investigators who said this, right? So, so either all of these people are colluding and they're all lying and they're all suffering death threats and all of the uh, angst that goes with it for nothing, or there's something to it. And, and that's where we need to look. So, um, what do you mean yeah, there's something to it? What do you mean? What do we do? What do you mean there's something to it? What? It, something to what? Okay. So if to, you're, you're a mid-level government agent, right? And you are tasked to go in and do an investigation, find evidence of a chemical attack. You already know what's at stake. Um, you're, the people above you, the people around you, they have already made it explicitly clear what you need to do. And you can see from their report and who these people were, they were trying to get to the the answers with verifiable proof because lives are on the line. Even the lives that were lost, lives are on the line for going to war, bombing, all of this. When right. they came back knowing full well what was gonna happen to them and their careers by saying, we found no evidence and they did it anyway, I don't yeah. think people realize the gravity of that statement. Yeah. I agree with you. we're saying something that is contrary to the narrative, right? Yes. So let's look at what happened to those So people. now you're you're killing they my children. Exactly. You see, right. you're, you're killing my children. You're an insurrectionist. You're a fucking uh, terrorist. Yeah. You're a fucking sexual harasser. That's what always comes out after you fucking go against the narrative. So it's funny, though, because like Joe Biden, he's literally... He's encouraging the Cuba protest. People are going against that narrative to uh, go ahead and protest. He's a for he's, he's for the protesters in Cuba when they were standing outside the White House, banging for Trump, talking about how it was a fake fucking uh, election. He didn't. He didn't like that shit. But in Cuba, apparently, uh, freedom. Thousands of Cubans take to the streets to demand end of dictatorship. He An authoritarian regime. I don't think we've seen anything like this protest uh, in a long, long time, quite frankly, ever. Um, and the United States stands firmly with the people of Cuba as they assert their universal rights. And we call on the government, the government of Cuba, to refrain from violence and their attempts to silence the voice of the people of Cuba. And we're also closely following the developments in Haiti in the wake of the horrific assassination of the president that recently took place. The people of Haiti deserve peace and security, and Haiti's political leaders need to come together for the good of their country. Over the weekend, I dispatched a, uh, a high-level expert delegation to assess the situation 
and to determine where the United States can offer our support. And, and the U.S. population is probably not aware. They might have heard about protests in Cuba. They're not aware of what's going on around the rest of the world and how the rest of the world is out in mass. There are work stoppages. There are general strikes. All of these things happening in countries all over the world for the exact same reasons that we here in the U.S. are, are unsettled but we don't get that narrative. You're only going to see the Cuba one because it fits in that ni nice little niche. Yeah, because they want to overthrow Cuba. They wanted to ever since the 50s. <laughs> yeah. They've never gotten over it, the CIA. That's their one that got away. Oh, you know, no. like they're in love. CIA is in love with Iran and yeah. Cuba. They just, ne they'll never, they'll never give them up. Yeah. You, oh, what, do you think, you, do you think the CIA is going to ever have a crack at, like, since the Bay of Pigs? They've been wanting to overthrow that that government. Do you think they ever will? I think they've tried very hard, but you know, um, I have never been to Cuba, but my co-host Andy has, and he's talked about the people there very well. In that, during all the embargoes and the economic um, downturn that we imposed, the people banded together. So yeah. while you may not like the government, it made them you stronger may not too. Like yeah. uh, their policies. They, right, the people themselves, they are totally in solidarity and unity. And, and this is going by his own example and his experience. So um, yeah, I, I, I am now in the, the solid space of, I don't care which butt sits in the seat or the throne. I worry more about the people. Same, so, um, and the policies, Yeah. The policies. Cause it's hard, it's yes, hard, it's exactly. hard with all the madness and the spin to quantify and collectively, you know, objectify the fact that uh, you know we have a column and we're over five policies when it comes progressive wise so i don't really on the infrastructure bill because that affects me directly right so, go ahead. um go ahead. all y'all city dwellers um you guys have the internet and you have all these great services so you don't see as soon as you leave that city center what the rest of the country is going through and i happen to live in a state that is one of the poorest in the union and part of it is we don't have internet access here. So what we have, and Andy and I have covered this about antitrust laws, we have the big cell services who are charging for 4 and 5G, but delivering less than dial-up LTE, because they can, um, internet companies that hmm. have divided up the country. So what's interesting to me is you have two satellite services, you have Viastat uh, and Usenet, who have divided up these rural areas but one of them is actually taking Elon Musk Starley to court to stop him, right? So when we talk about four states like the one that I'm in now, they could compete on a global scale, but they just can't get access to the global marketplace. Um, kids can't get access during COVID to basic education. So the infrastructure bill matters tremendously to a state like mine and all these rural areas where we could come together and we could prosper, you know, free market if they will but allow it. And what I'm seeing from the White House is my state rep is in there arguing. But I have AOC pissed off that my state rep is white passing. And that's what AOC was bad about. She was pissed off about 10 people who are white passing. What? White passing? What's white passing? What's white passing? Meaning she has no idea what the ethnic makeup of those people are. But she's Are you serious? AOC. That's what you're talking about? I Democratic Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is now giving her assessment of Georgia Republican Marjorie Taylor Greene.
This is a woman that's deeply unwell um, and clearly needs some help. Her kind of fixation has lasted for several years now. Um, you know, it's at this point. I think the the, the depth of that unwellness uh, has raised concerns for other members um, as well. And so, you know, I think that this is a, an assessment that needs to be made by the proper professional. She said. I don't know if you could hear all of that, but she said she's deeply unwell. Marjorie Taylor Greene reportedly shouted down Ocasio-Cortez earlier this week in the halls of the Capitol, and this aggressive behavior dates back to early 2019, when then Marjorie Taylor Greene, not yet in Congress, recorded her trip to Capitol Hill. This video has since been unearthed by CNN's K-File team. All right, we're going to go see, we're going to visit um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Crazy eyes. Crazy eyes. Nutty Cortez. Okay, hang with us, guys. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, I'm an American citizen. I pay your salary through the taxes that you collect from me through the IRS because I'm a tax-paying citizen of the United States. So you need to stop being a baby and stop locking your door and come out and face the American citizens that you serve. If you want to be a big girl, you need to get rid of your diaper and come out and be able to talk to the American citizens instead of us having to use a flap, a little flap. It's kind of like hers. It's kind Sad. Of That's yeah. what that is? Oh, my yeah. God. I am so over this shit. So, oh, my so God. You had AOC go on a Twitter rant about, well, it's all performative, oh, and, and she God. actually wrote a bill, I think it was HR 4270, saying that all of these people now have to have their demographics and their sexual orientation and all of this now out in public. And I'm like, wait a second, you're missing the point. All of my neighbors, indigenous people, First Nations people, Latino, white, whatever, we are all suffering under lack of infrastructure. And you're worried about a photo op? You are using your lobby and the money behind it and the kids to try to take away my Second Amendment rights. You don't have anything to say for yourself? You can't defend your stance? How did you get over 30 appointments with senators? How'd you do that? How did you get major press coverage? So guys, take notice, take notice of this huge difference. So forget the notoriety and the renown and the, and the, the, the title of Congresswoman and, and the, the Twitter accounts and the fucking TikToks. Now, Carrie is a progressive. She's focusing on everybody benefits from a policy, okay? That is different than putting a bandwagon mentality slogan in a TikTok and then churning that. And by the way, this now, this identity politics is now not even, it's even worse than a distraction. It's, it's actively harming our policies, actively harming. It's being, it's being weaponized. It is being weaponized now. There's no doubt. No doubt. This the reason ridiculous. I have a new state representative, a new a new congresswoman, is because my original congresswoman, Deb Holland, was elevated to Secretary of the Interior because she's an indigenous First Nation member. So everybody celebrated that. But while I'm watching her, all of her recommendations are not being adopted. I just walked, uh, went to a Pueblo last weekend where they have very little clean water. This is a Pueblo, Yemez Pueblo, where they have very little water, um, so economically depressed 
and this is a First Nation area, you would think that some of this stuff would start to rectify itself. But if we have someone like Deb Holland making recommendations that are not being listened to, then you have the performative issues and, oh, well, she's an indigenous uh, member of First Nation, so we're not gonna listen. And yet we have uh, all of these nations and pueblos who don't have clean water. And I... for those of you who are watching, my rant is the constitution, article six, article six, Tell them. We will uphold all agreements, all agreements with other sovereign nations in the First Nation. That means when we break our promise, we are going against the Constitution, and these people are being shafted because we broke our promise. By the way, thank you so much, Carrie, for bringing that up. I didn't even tell you to, I didn't prompt you to. Brought the Constitution, by the way, in my uh, live stream pre video. There's uh, FDR. He's talking about aggressive nations because, you know, the, the 1940s, they're kind of gravitating towards an isolationist policy, but then Nazi Germany's, you know, and then the France are having this this thing and the, there's sanctions going on, but he knows that there's about to be a world war FDR. So he's like, he gives this quarantine speech and I give that quarantine speech at the beginning of the pre-video. And what you just said completely echoes FDR. So. Just think about that, guys. Yeah. This is why people think that I'm just trying to like fodder. When I put historical videos into like this, guys, it's not because I want to fill time. It's because I'm giving you a mirror of what we should be. This is the literally, what do we call this? Is is the baseline? Is it's it's how you know you're true. That's how you know you strike true. When you're when you're when you're mirroring FDR in words and, and rhetoric, that's when you know. And you do. And I don't know what uh, FDR would say about a TikTok fucking thing. Or 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 or, 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 or abuela, who's sick? I don't know. Yeah, well, he started the fireside chat, so I have to believe that FDR be right on TikTok and correcting all of this. Oh so no, I say I'm fine today. <laughs> I love how he talked. It was so great. It's like it's like it's a, a windy. It was a windy afternoon. He's trying to keep his coat on. I just want to set you yeah. know. I love how he talked. Yeah. It was great. Way better than yeah, Joe Biden. It was very you know theatrical. You know the thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, um, there's that. So I um, I really want to get to the Caitlyn Jenner story. Yes, if we're gonna I do, do too. Stuff, I really I'm do. Sorry. Okay. I do. Okay. Thank you. Because like, because I'm, I'm gay. I'm gay. So I feel I feel invested in this story. First of all, she's a conservative. She's a conservative, and so apparently that gives people license to hate her. But I don't. Well, oh, 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 oh. And let's so, correct this. Let's correct this. Okay. I am a conservative in the rest of the world. The really? people who call themselves conservative in yeah. this country, oh yeah, I'm, I'm deeply religious. I okay. am pro-life. Um, I am all about fiscal responsibility, which is exactly why I'm a progressive. Right? <laughs> so the people in this country who call themselves conservatives are not. They are I mean, they so far okay, to the right. They so, Carrie, most of center. most people in this country don't know what the labels are. They call everything communist. I'm like, when I when I confront them with yeah, what yeah, the yeah. definition yeah. of communism is, that does that mean the government owns you, tells you where to work, tells you who you're, what you're gonna do, tells you where you're gonna live? Right. No, then you're not a communist. Why do you call Joe Biden? Yeah. So they don't know anything. Right. Most half of America is stupid, and the other half is spitting. So maybe that's what it is. I forgot what conservatism was. What, so that's what it conservatism was? Because we got George W. Bush. Oh, he, he put all the wars no. on a credit card. I didn't know that was conservative. 
Uh, well, they took it off. They took it off the the balance sheets. So uh, yeah, which which goes to if anybody's not familiar with modern monetary theory, that is modern monetary theory. Bush took that all of it off the books and just yeah, because we can, we can afford to buy anything. Well, the economy so crashed. We went to a recession. But it wasn't just the wars. It oh, was that, also that was he was giving bad was, t- bailouts to billionaires, and fucking you know. Who knows what Timothy Geithner? Who knows what Timothy Geithner was doing? Who knows what that guy was doing? Him, him, and Steve Mnuchin, and this new, this new Fed. She was a Fed chair, the Secretary of the Treasury. Yeah. She was the Fed chair. They're literally the the, the thieves are literally in the bank. The thieves are working in the bank, guys. Did y'all know that? So the thieves are working. Interesting in- story about uh, Steve Mnuchin. Um, when we had that crash, he was literally pulling members of Congress. These, these are our leaders in the Senate and the, the the House of Representatives. He was pulling them into a conference room to explain modern monetary theory and that the deficit doesn't matter, so that they could do this bailout for the one percent and make it okay. Not yeah. for us. And but also one percent. Also, Carrie, he was foreclosing on homeowners. Uh, in California, and Kamala Harris was saying, "Don't come, don't come, do not come, do not come." Um, it was yeah. a debate. Ah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly so, right. Um, exactly right. So yeah, let's get to the Caitlin thing because I love yeah. uh, political and religious topics. I, okay, I live good. for this. Excuse me, Bruce. Bruce. I don't want to picture Bruce. Bruce. Bruce, what do you think about the stuff that they're teaching in the schools? Hey, Bruce. Bruce, what do you think about the stuff that they're teaching in schools regarding the LGBTQ? About Jesus Christ, Bruce. <laughs> Don't forget about Jesus. Look at that sick freak. Why do people? Why do people want a picture with him? I don't get that. These are conservatives, right? This is what we came to. Why do we want a picture with a tranny? Why do we want a picture with a tranny? It's supposed to be conservatives. I mean, I'm kind of religious. Okay, so maybe you can help me with this, Carrie, because I, I, I feel you on the religious. I, I feel there's a God. I know there is. I don't know what it is, but every time I see, um, every time I see guys like, first of all, he's talking about Jesus. He's talking about Jesus. Yeah. On my Facebook wall, because this is like the biggest. Since I've been a little kid, this is the biggest question I've ever had. Uh, and I've been—I was a kid in the '90s yeah. when I was gay. Gay, you know, conversion therapy was going on, Carrie, and I got—I got subjected to that shit. Okay, so I get—I get, I get oh, PSTSD. Yeah. So you know, what's wrong with me? Why can't I stop? Why can't I stop doing that? All I have to do is pray harder. So all of that is coming at—I'm sure Caitlin. All that is coming at Caitlin. And and then uh-huh. this guy, this wonderful Christian man. He says, why do we, why do we want to fucking have a picture with a tranny? What a vulgar, disgusting, 
I mean, first of all, you didn't call her by her name. You didn't call her. You didn't, you, you didn't give a, any human, any kind of human anything to that. And you call yourself a follower of Christ. So that makes me, as a, as a, as an observer, I'm looking for God. I'm looking for God every day, Carrie. And all I can see is all of these maniacs saying his name all over the place. And not back in the day, salt, you were salt. Earth was swallowed up. What happened? Do you lose his power? What happened? I don't know. I keep asking. No. I don't know no, what happened. No, no, no. Um, all right. So, so here's my take. Yeah, go ahead. And this is going to piss off more than half of your audience. So my apologies. Um, Whatever. I don't go, I don't follow a bishop or a priest or a pope. I follow the Christian faith. Okay. So while that gentleman in the video may claim to be a Christian, he is not, or he has failed. And let me explain why. So the original rules for following a path, every path that you follow, whether it's Taekwondo or learning a language or a spiritual path has certain precepts that you must follow. Sometimes you do well and sometimes you fall, but you get back up and you do it. Keep following down that path. Religion is no different. And in Christianity, these rules were set down in writing in the year 238 AD. That's what I go by because those rules have never changed. And in those rules, 238 AD, right now we have a catechism and you can look this up. The reference, everybody write this down. It's number 2356, governing how a Christian may conduct themselves when confronted with homosexuality, transgender, or anything else. And it says explicitly, and I'm gonna say this clearly, you may not discriminate for any reason. 2356, rape is the forcible violation of the sexual intimacy of another person. It does injury to justice and charity. Rape deeply wounds the respect, freedom, and physical and moral integrity to which every person has a right. It causes grave damage that can mark the victim for life. It is always an intrinsically evil act. Graver still is the rape of children committed by parents, incest, or those responsible for the education of the children entrusted to them. Chastity and Homosexuality 2357 Homosexuality refers to relations between men or between women who experience an exclusive or predominant sexual attraction toward persons of the same sex. It has taken a great variety of forms through the centuries and in different cultures. Its psychological genesis remains largely unexplained. Basing itself on sacred scripture, which presents homosexual acts as acts of grave depravity, tradition has always declared that homosexual acts are intrinsically disordered. They are contrary to the natural law. They close the sexual act to the gift of life. They do not proceed from a genuine, effective, and sexual complementarity. Under no circumstances can they be approved. 2358. The number of men and women who have deep-seated homosexual tendencies is not negligible. 
This inclination, which is objectively disordered, constitutes for most of them a trial. They must be accepted with respect, compassion, and sensitivity. Every sign of unjust discrimination in their regard should be avoided. These persons are called to fulfill God's will in their lives, and if they are Christians, to unite to the sacrifice of the Lord's cross the difficulties they may encounter from their condition. 2359. Homosexual persons are called to chastity. By the virtues of self-mastery that teach them inner freedom, at times by the support of disinterested friendship, by prayer and sacramental grace, they can and should gradually and resolutely approach Christian perfection. No discrimination whatsoever. 2356. Yep. Yep. So, with that in mind, now what when you are a follower of a path if you're taking a math test or you're doing your you know taekwondo black belt you're not looking at the person next to you you're focusing right. on your performance right and christianity right. is the same thing i have to be so consumed with the mirror in front of my face and my faults that i cannot possibly see yours because the whole tenet of this is I must do my preaching in evangelization through my actions, right? And this is where a lot of these Christians get upset. In John, the book of John, the one that they wanted to throw out of the entire canon, it says explicitly, faith without works is dead. And what we saw in that video were the wrong works. We saw a person who was not only bastardizing the word of God, but putting their own ego in front of what they were supposed to do. And they were they were demeaning another person. What were they supposed to do? What, what, what was the point of that? What the hell? I don't even know what I don't even know what, what the point was. What was the point? It was the, to, the point he was recorded to make that. someone else feel bad. He recorded that. Yeah, under the precepts, under the precepts of religion, he was using his own inferiority and his own issues to to put it in a couch in terms of religion to make someone else feel bad because hurt people hurt other people. And I would wager that that particular gentleman is himself struggling with same-sex attraction, and therefore it's coming out in angry ways, right? And if you are a true follower of Jesus Christ, which is what Christian means, you would behave in the same way that he did. That's what I always assume. I would assume that. Love. I would assume that. Jesus never, Jesus never, I look, I've read the Bible. Jesus never took a video camera around and called people trannies. And fucking harass them. Never. No. He never did that no. shit. Ever, ever. He, uh, the only time he ever got close and, and, to that shit was the money lenders. And so if we could just have a little bit of that there. Right. <laughs> he be, and this is, this is, as a Christian in this country, it drives me nuts because they always say, it's a Christian country. And I always push back, well, okay, when's the Jubilee here? Because every seven years, then we're supposed to have a forgiveness of debt, and all the slave bondage <laughs> is supposed to be forgiven. Where is that? <laughs> Silly, nah, Carrie. Slavery care. is part of our yeah. heritage. Ha 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 ha
LGBT meme on, uh, you know, as soon as the month hits day one, everybody puts on the rainbow. And then nah. as soon as the month ends, we're like, okay, it's back funny. to business, right? It's, it's literally, it's, it's the reason why I have a podcast, Gary. All of this stuff. It's either do drugs or do this. So I choose this. <laughs> Don't try to. Run. And I was talking to somebody else who said they were going to quit smoking weed, and I'm like, "Are you really going to try and raw dog this year? Are you?" Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't. So, so yeah. So, yeah. So, 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 I, I, so, I really, I, it, it makes them whenever this stuff happens. I don't know if they realize it, these disgusting low-life people, but uh, they make Caitlyn Jenner look a bajillion times more presidential and more gubernatorial than she could possibly have ever been in before. So congratulations on what you right. tried to accomplish, because I don't know what that was, but it was probably the opposite yeah. that happened. <laughs> so, um, uh, where does this, so you said, you said, you probably, you said, you, you touched on a lot of really interesting things. Thank you for having this conversation with me. It's really hard to find someone who yeah. is willing to have this conversation, honestly. And I, I'm, I really thirst for it. Uh, I, I want to know. And religion are, I want to know. Yeah, my two favorite things. Just like, is, where does this, it, I'm like, where does this come from? Where does this anger come from? Where does this hatred come from? Because if you're trying to be Jesus, it doesn't come from him. Because I've never seen that from him. And I, all of the stories, I've never seen it. Where does this come from? How can we stop it? I don't know. Well, I, think, I think it's multiple things, right? Bad teachers, very bad teachers. Um, and, and for most people who aren't familiar with it, they, they always go back to Leviticus in the passage where they quote it as saying, man shall not lie with man as they do woman, not realizing that those words were changed. It was originally, man shall not lie with boy as he does with a woman. It was about pedophilia. Oh wow! About I heard that. Interesting. It okay, you just said that to me. It is true. Okay, so why did was it changed? Right, so what's what's what? How did that change? Um, you you just the same way we change any narrative. The same way, like, and I was shocked to find this out in U.S. schools. You don't really teach why the trail of tears happened. You just gloss over it, right? And you mm -hmm. do that <laughs> long enough that people start to parrot it, and, and it. They, they have now glommed on to this. And, and here's the thing. If you are a Christian follower, when you go through the Ten Commandments, they're in order. They're literally in order about the things you should not do. And if I am so focused on your sin, then I am not putting uh, God as head of my person. But yes. it's so much easier to look at someone else, right? And that's not just religion. That's anything else. I, you know, the, the Karens, right? It, it, I'll admit, I have a good time watching the Karen get smacked, but it's, it, I need to guard my own content when I'm talking to other people and watch my temper. And the, I need to focus on how I interact with other people. So like with Andy and I, we have a, a pretty good and growing contingent of the um, disillusioned Trumpers and the conservatives who watch our show and we right. bring them in a family conversation so i really need to be on guard about you know somebody saying something batshit crazy that's already been debunked and i can't react to it the right. way that i might want to i really have to guard right. my own conduct and behavior. i mean the we should all that, that's for religion i mean that's a human that's a human thing yeah, that's, that's what we you know that's evolution is guarding your your thoughts you know otherwise we would be prey if we weren't smart and didn't, you know, 
But uh, so using your Christian beliefs, now we're going to talk about maybe another alleged douchebag, Bill Cosby. What's your stance on him? Uh, I'm just looking through my thing, and he's getting a he's trying to do a, a, a comeback tour. He's getting blocked. He's getting canceled. His his conviction was overturned. I I do believe women. I'm not like the neoliberals that don't believe Tara Reid. Throw her under the bus every chance that they get when it's convenient for Joe Biden. By the way, for Joe Biden, they throw in turn. Right. But I, so I don't I, all I know is that his conviction was overturned. He has to live a life and he doesn't have leprosy. So um, I don't know. He should work again. He should be able to uh, provide for himself. I don't I don't know. I, I, th- I don't know what to think about it. What do you think? Bill Cosby? Well, as, as I understand it, um, correct me if I'm wrong, his uh, conviction was overturned on a technicality, not based on the weight and breadth of the evidence. That is why. Is that what the judge said? Extraordinarily difficult. Um, Is that what the judge said? What happened was, yes. Yeah, one of the attorneys who um, offered him a a plea deal had no authority to do it. And his attorney, now Cosby's attorney was doing right by him and, and giving him the best defense possible, found out about this deal, brought it to the judge's attention and had his conviction overturned based on that. So the evidence against him, I believe, still has merit. So to me, this is another one of those where double jeopardy, double jeopardy. Though I saw that movie, yeah, actually, you, Judd, you that was a good ass movie. Yeah. But two days after his release from prison, Bill Cosby may be planning a comeback comedy tour. That's what a spokesperson told Inside Edition. Cosby was released Wednesday after his sexual assault conviction was overturned. Pennsylvania Supreme Court ruled that prosecutors had backed out of a promise not to prosecute him in exchange for Cosby giving deposition in a civil case. Well, Bill Cosby's release from prison isn't just a technical failure of the justice system. It's felt deeply by the survivors of sexual assault. I spoke with representatives of local organizations working to end sexual violence about what this moment means for them. Jamie Garrick is the chief program officer at Weave, the primary provider of crisis intervention services in Sacramento County. Survivors were definitely feeling the impact from that, you know, frustrated, angry, saddened. John L. Finley is the policy manager at Valor US an organization committed to advancing equity and ending sexual violence. Our reaction was really, wow, we have got to figure out and reimagine how we can take care of survivors because the criminal system just continues to prove every single time that it can't give us what we need. He wanted survivors to know his organization's there for them. The first thing I'll say is that we believe you, it's not your fault, and that we will continue to be a place where survivors are supported, believed, and cared for. Garrick says Bill Cosby getting out can be triggering. It can trigger survivors into feeling like how they felt after the sexual assault, not being believed, and uh, fears that the criminal justice system will fail them. Finley says the justice system can't give survivors what they need. Our expectations of what the criminal justice system can deliver have to change, and we have to take a responsibility as individuals, as a community, and as a society for maintaining that healthy and safe environment where people won't be subjected to this kind of abuse. That That's what's on us. He says we all need to share in the solution. It was really never intended to address the harm and the trauma that victims of sexual violence experience. And it just continues to prove why survivors overwhelmingly can't rely on it to deliver safety, healing, and justice that they need. So while he's not in prison, he is going to be in a uh, cultural prison for quite some time. So We've been building ourselves a prison for a long time. System of a Down said that. Gotta build a prison for you and for me.
We've built it. Built and now Joe Biden, the uh, the 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 jailer from the 1990s, he's president now. Isn't that great? He's our warden. It's amazing. It's All right, so one more one more situation now. I no, it, like literally it is, and nobody realizes it but us. So shh, don't be insurrectionists. Yeah. Okay. So this week, Britney Spears could gain a massive boost in her fight against her conservatorship. That's the legal arrangement of authority over her since 2006. It was petitioned by her dad, who had cited concerns about her mental health. So last month, a judge denied Spears' emotional plea to release her father from his role as sole conservator. Spears said she feels enslaved by his demands, that her conservators have denied her basic freedoms of choice, and that the court-appointed lawyer representing her has made her ignorant about her options. Today, the New York Times is reporting that a former federal prosecutor will begin the process on Wednesday of taking over her legal fight to end the arrangement. From that New Times reporting, quote, in recent days, Spears began having discussions with Matthew Rosengart, the former federal prosecutor who has represented several celebrities in recent years, about having him and his firm take over and push for an end to the conservatorship. As according to a person briefed on the matter. If allowed by the court, Spears' retaining of Mr. Rosengart would signal a drastic change in the handling of the case. Joining us now, former U.S. Attorney Joyce Vance and Mike Schmidt, New York Times Washington correspondent, spylined on that new reporting. Lucky for us, both MSNBC contributors. So, Mike Schmidt, talk about, well, two things. One, who and what kind of lawyers have been representing her and how drastic of a shift is it to have someone who's a former federal prosecutor step in and take over her fight to end her conservatorship? So there's a feeling from the Spears side that she has not had an aggressive lawyer, a lawyer that came from a top tier firm that could use all of the resources of that firm to aggressively represent her in trying to get out of the conservatorship. And what she is seeking is she is seeking basically a high end, you know, criminal defense lawyer, a lawyer that has a range of experience, a lawyer who has done litigation, a lawyer who has represented celebrities and a lawyer who is willing to to take on the other side. Her father's side is represented by another prominent firm. And this is a huge legal fight with a lot of money on the line, obviously a lot of questions about freedom and choice and and you know someone's ability to make their own decisions about their own lives and that's what brought her to reach out to matthew rosengard he's based in in california he's someone that has represented people like steven spielberg or julia louis dreyfus and he's someone that has represented companies and he's someone that worked in the justice department so that is uh where she finds herself as she tries to position for a much more aggressive posture in this fight so one more thing I want to get your opinion on, because, you know, you're women, women and, uh, you know, have beliefs. Yeah. And a progressive. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, by the way, it's so good to talk to progressives. Like I told Andy. It's a Britney Spears conservatorship. <laughs> okay. I have to talk to her. She's my childhood. She's my queen. I, I learned a lot of being strong and getting and loving myself through her, you know, during that whole gay conversion therapy. She was 90s. They were they they went off after her every little thing she did back in the day, and she just fucking smiled. I I learned to how to live with that shit, and um you know now she's got a conservatorship, and her 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 father spent two million dollars of her money 
to fucking fight her conservatorship. So that's messed up. And she's still on it. That was a ju woman judge kept her on it. What do you think is going on with that? Do you know anything about well, that? There's a couple things. First, um, I, yeah, I do. We, we did a three-part series on estate trafficking, um, probate racketeering, all of this. And it, it, Britney Spears is just one side of this. So this morning on our episode, we had uh, Carrie Kasem. She's the daughter of Casey Kasem. You remember the top 40, American top 40? Yeah. Casey Kasem was also a victim of elder abuse and estate trafficking, similar to Britney. And this is happening all across the country. And it doesn't matter how much money you have. In fact, we have a case, um, Rick Black, who runs CARES, a CARES organization to address this and get this overturned. He's working with members of Congress to get this overturned in probate court. There was a 76-year-old black female doctor in Florida who herself went to one of her annual doctor's appointments, was kidnapped by a guardian at awards of the court taken to an undisclosed location, became a ward of the court. Her husband didn't know where she was. He put out a missing persons report, didn't find out till two months later that she was a ward of the court and assigned a guardian because the state of Florida sent him divorce papers. The reason the state of Florida needed nice. to separate her and him in their marriage is because she had a $4 million estate that they wanted to drain and it's all perfectly legal. So what's happening with Britney is a high profile case, but it's happening all over the country. And you're about to see there's a movie coming out where it happened to the First Nations over oil. There was a movie that came out, The Guardians, about a bunch of families in Las Vegas, just average retirees. You know, we most people don't have retirement savings now. They managed to scrape up a tiny bit. We're talking about anywhere from 100,000 to 200,000 to live off of. They became kidnapped victims and given uh, guardianship in the court and the guardians were draining their accounts the same way Britney's dad is. So this is happening everywhere. It's it's part of late stage capitalism, right? When you have all of us, all of us, the poors, the 98, and we've got two pennies to rub together. Well, 300 million people with two pennies to rub together is a lot of pennies. So they're gonna go after that. And that is what's happening in probate and state trafficking and all of these other things. So what's happening with Brittany is just unbelievable. And so if if you missed our broadcast this morning with Carrie Kasem, she's got Kasem Cares. There's another one with Rick Black, the Cures organization, he got his start. He quit his job as a CEO and started a nonprofit in North Carolina to address just this, just this, and get members of Congress to see it. And, and these are simple laws that can be changed, but yet it's gone on a decade now where this is happening over and over and over again. So we have been encouraged, um, at least my generation, to get trusts and estates don't do it. Don't, because that's what they do. They, they look through it. Oh, this person's got a trust. We'll just add a guardian, all of this. So it's really hard to protect your own assets when they're using that list as a hit list to come after people. And trying to build a prison. Um, well, I, my heart bleeds for Brittany. Uh, the silver lining is because she is such an icon and it's happening to her, people are starting to become aware of what's going on. So, um,
mean, once just again, a side note, um, I love that you use. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead, please. Go ahead. You love the what? It was a personal thing, um, because it's it's. I love that you use Britney as, as an empowering voice because uh, when I have down days, I'm listening to RuPaul Radio, and I got my husband listening to it. And we just love that they're so just, yeah, in your face, fuck you, I'm gonna be me. And got to. So, um, Someday you gotta wake up and just be like, yeah. you know what, fuck it, I love me. They don't, I don't care, yeah. you know? So, exactly. one of the things that uh, she proves again, better than I could possibly ever be because I would literally probably, I would probably do something really dramatic right now, Carrie, if I was her. If, if, the, if the judge, if, if I was working my whole entire life and someone was taking my money, living in my house, and I, like that, I would probably like, I would jump off a building. I don't know what I would do, but she's not doing it. She's literally, she's literally Britney Spears. She is Britney Spears. And like, wow, it's just, cause I, I couldn't be that strong. So, man, it's crazy. But uh, it kind of makes me tear up a little bit. Cause like, I couldn't, I could never be her. But I can't be Tommy Nation politics guys. And, um, be free thinking, innovative, totally open-minded. You want to talk about anything else, Carrie? I think we got we had a really good conversation. I'm like um, tearing up and shit. Good. Oh, uh, I'm so sorry. Well, it's it's for a good cause. Um, Medicare for all. March for Medicare for all. Yes, um, please. I, Thank I you. Am a, yes. Um, I have been an expert on ACA since that law was written. I studied it, and um, at the time I was contracted by a massive insurance company to help them retool for ACA. I had to train all of their employees across multiple states, work with their legal team, their marketing team, all of their executives, explain it, get it right. And what I learned about the law and how these big insurance companies were going to implement what might have been a decent law prompted me to with that and go get my private licensing to become an insurance consultant for people. So now because of all of that, I've spoken after Wendell Potter, I've spoken in all of these events after people to explain that insurance is a financial contract. It has zero to do with healthcare. And for people who are pushing, let's expand Medicaid, they don't understand how the program works. And the fact that if you live in Georgia, you cannot even qualify for Medicaid unless you make less than $398 a month with one child. Let me say that again, $398 a month with one child. So people who are advocating to expand Medicaid and make it more popular are, are condemning people to death. Today in yes. 10 states, 10 states, Correct. the leading cause of death is sepsis. Sepsis is a rudimentary basic bacterial infection you get from an untreated cut or wound or UTI or something like that. The reason it is the number three killer of Americans is because we cannot afford to go and get it taken care of, get the antibiotics. We're too afraid. So it's cancer, heart attack, sepsis, and that is unconscionable. So if you are not already familiar with Medicare for all, all it is, all it is, is regulation on the prices, removing the insurance companies, allowing your doctors to go from statistical medicine back to old fashioned doctoring, what they learned in school for 12 years. Let them be doctors. Let us be 
average consumers and get them out of the way. That is all it is. It is not socialism. It is. I know. My doctor, my doctor, my doctor, she, she thinks that, that that would be the best choice because then they don't have to do all that paperwork. They don't have to fight with health insurance companies about what their patients need. It really is a streamlined process. Right. And I know that we don't want the government. I believe me, conservatives, I agree with you on this administration. This government should not have any more power. Okay. They can't, they can barely get out of Afghanistan. But, but, uh, but this is, we need to, st to streamline the process and get doctors and patients together and not concerned with prices, yep. concerned with, you know, health. And that's what we need. And that'll help you with, that'll help with your COVID too, by the way. But um, oh, also, I, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to not mention uh, Afghanistan. So we have yeah. all the all the all the generals that were telling Trump to 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 not get out. They're telling Joe Biden to not get out because they're still there. Military industrial complex has poured money into all of the. Uh, does it, does Putin make you look weak? Does Putin make you look weak? Joe Biden, he is he he could have gotten out yesterday. He's making he's doing everything. The P's and the Q's. Our military mission in Afghanistan will conclude on August 31st. The drawdown is proceeding in a secure and orderly way, prioritizing the safety of our troops as they depart. Our military commanders advised me that once I made the decision to end the war, we needed to move swiftly to conduct the main elements of the drawdown. And in this context, speed is safety. And uh, thanks to the way in which we have managed our withdrawal, no one no one U.S. forces or any forces have uh, have been lost. Are we getting out, though? Or is this a lie? Uh, here, here's the way I look at it. We only have 650 troops left. So obviously we're getting out. But on the flip side, we have arms sales to Israel to bomb Gaza. And we have a ramp up in Syria. So you can't reduce funds for the donor class on one side without raising it on the other. And that is what it has changed, in my opinion. I mean, and plus help out our allies. I feel like we're our allies bitches. We're the Saudi allies bitches. We're the Israeli lobby. Like literally, how much does it cost to buy us? I want to know, just for curiosity. How much does it cost to buy us? Because it seems to be, there okay, seems to be a price. secret. Um, Israel is one of the most powerful, most widespread um, intelligence apparatus in the world. So they give us information, but boy, it's just like that snarky friend that you have, the one who's vapid. If she's talking about your other friend to you, you can guarantee she's talking about you to the other friend. And that's that's the relationship we have with, with Israel. Yeah. So I mean, at least dude, we got Netanyahu out. Uh, you think he's coming back? You think Netanyahu's coming back? Who knows? Oh, he's he's a career politician. Him? He's a career politician. He's yeah, not going to leave. Boss, same as the new boss. Well, the yeah. ceasefire ended on the day that he took power. So, yeah, we're, we're still bombing unarmed families. Ellie says that all the time. New boss, same as the old boss. true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a war is a contagion. Just like war is a contagion. And we need to quarantine from it, just like a pandemic. So uh, thank you for spending time on subject, also subjects that we need to focus on besides COVID. Uh, any, any, do you fear the Delta variant? What, what, what's up with that? I want to start with this new reporting from Reuters today that Israel, the government of Israel, is beginning to administer 
Pfizer boosters, third shots to people that they consider vulnerable. Here in the United States, the FDA and the CDC say that we do not need booster shots. Um, do you think boosters could theoretically help vulnerable people? Well, certainly they theoretically could. What the CDC and the FDA was saying, Jake, is that right now, given the data and the information we have, we do not need to give people a third shot, a boost, superimposed upon the two doses you get with the mRNA and the one dose you get with J&J. &J. That doesn't mean we stop there. Well, they continue. I mean, there are studies being done now, ongoing as we speak, about looking at the feasibility about if and when we should be boosting people. So this isn't something that we say, no, we don't need a boost right now. The story's ended forever. No, there's a lot of work going on to examine this in real time to see if we might need a boost. But right now, given the data that the CDC and the FDA has, they don't feel that we need to tell people right now you need to be boosted. And as you know, yes. Let me hear from you. Yes, I, I do. Not um, <laughs> Everyone else is lying. Go ahead. Well, uh, I do. I do fear it because one of the, the pieces of information that's not getting out, all of, you know, we've got like 50% of our population has a vaccine. What they don't tell you is that vaccines only come for about eight months and then you need a booster. So how many of us are not getting that information? And here comes Fauci Delta, said boosters were, Fauci said no on the boosters. Did you hear today? Yeah, I know he's a liar. Uh, I'm I don't looking care. at the WHO. <laughs> Who knows? This is what I'm talking about, Carrie. This is what I'm talking about. This is what this is what makes life so hard now. Life is hard. We're literally back yeah. to like the, the old days when we had to scavenge, except it's for information. That's what it's for now. Yeah. It's crazy. These people are liars. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Ice and Border Patrol. Overall, illegal youth arrives and arrivals are up nearly 500%. Think of that. And they're being resettled in cities and towns all across the United States at taxpayers' expense. And the people in those cities and towns have no idea that they're coming. The taxpayers will also be forced to pay for relatives to be flown from Central America to join them. Did you ever hear of chain migration? You come in illegally and we'll also bring your mother, your father, your grandparents, your brothers, your sisters, your aunts, your uncles, anybody else want to come in, come on in. We had one on the West Side Highway. He was driving rapidly down the West Side Highway at a very excessive speed. New York City, Hudson River, beautiful new park. And he saw people working out a big, group of people and he decided to make a right turn and he killed many and he maimed many people go out because they want to put themselves in shape and they end up going back home missing a leg missing a couple of arms or dead that's what happened and he had the right to bring people in with him his family his mother and father and his brother and he had many that he brought in but we took very good care of him but this administration doesn't do that Many of these children, for the first time ever, it's a terrible thing is happening to them, are on suicide watch. They end up in a place that they have no idea where it is. No idea, not the border, it's all, our whole country has become a border. Meanwhile, ICE removals are at the lowest level ever. And they are great people, 
They're patriots and they're tough. The agency has been functionally shut down. All of America is now one giant sanctuary city. We were fighting sanctuary cities and doing very well. They're meant for criminal aliens. That's what they're meant for. Under our administration, we sent a very different message to the coyotes, human traffickers, child smugglers, vicious criminal cartels, and savage MS-13 gang members. When I was president, illegal alien criminals knew that if they trespassed across our border, they would be caught, they would be detained, and they would be sent to jail, or we would send them the hell back to where they came from. Hey guys, this is Tommy with Tommy Nation Politics. How's everyone doing today? And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Be responsible. Responsibility. Thanks for joining us today at Tommy Nation Politics. Keep your pace like risk. I don't think they're ready for the shit. 